I'm Hannah Garland, mom, wife, formerly overwhelmed human being, and I believe in living an uncommon life. In my uncommon life, I know I'm not meant to be a perfect person, but I am meant to be a peaceful one, free from anxiety and unrest. In pursuit of this purpose, I live intentionally, making choices to take care of myself, simplify all facets of my life, and trust in God. Do you feel like it takes every ounce of your energy just to barely get through each day? Too often people, especially wives and moms, feel chronically anxious and unwell because they don't devote time to understanding what would truly bring them peace and joy. Meanwhile, they go through the motions and miss out on their purpose. I want to invite you to stop surviving and start thriving. Learning to thrive can be a simple notion. Sometimes it looks like getting through the day, but with more peace and fulfillment. Your uncommon life will look differently than anyone else's. My goal is to empower you with the knowledge to make choices for yourself that are beneficial for your mind, body, and soul. This is your uncommon life. Start living it. Hello, everyone. I have some news. I'm pregnant again. As of the time of recording this, I'm 13 weeks pregnant. I'll be due in August. And when I have a new baby, Calvin will be um, 15 months old. <laughs> so send me your prayers. By God's grace, I'm going to raise two babies at once. For obvious reasons, for the last several weeks, I have been so, so tired. Watching Calvin is a full-time job, which is exhausting to manage on top of dealing with first trimester symptoms. I honestly don't know how I ever published anything on this podcast since I got pregnant. And I've pretty much technically been pregnant this entire time. It's also been really hard to keep this a secret. I tend to share whatever topic is burning in my mind or whatever lesson I've learned recently on this podcast. Well, the only thing that's been on my mind is being pregnant. It's been hard to talk about anything else, so I'm glad I can finally share this with you all now. I promise that I won't talk about pregnancy and mom things every week, at least not on my podcast. I think I might start to do that on YouTube via video. And when I do talk about it on this podcast, I promise I'll try to extract points that are helpful to everyone. But it is a huge part of my life, and after holding in my secret for so long, I have to put out at least one podcast on a mom topic that means a lot to me. This podcast is going to be about how you feel about your maternal and postpartum body with its constant weight, size, and hormonal fluctuations, and how you can learn to be content with it by treating it better. First, we'll discuss how to adjust your mindset, and then we'll dive into an issue that can help young mothers feel better, which is how we dress. Before I got pregnant, especially when I was younger, not so much when I got older, I was commonly afraid that pregnancy would, quote, ruin my body. I saw gaining 10 or 20 pounds as ruining it. And now that I'm here, of course, I don't feel that way. But I wish that I would have developed the healthy mindset I have now when I was younger. So I'm almost talking to my younger self here. And since we're dealing with body issues, it definitely affects women who have never been pregnant or far removed from that phase of life too. So many women go through periods where they aren't loving how they look and have let it affect how they treat themselves. 
You might even be dealing with weight fluctuations as a result of hormonal issues or health issues. Weight fluctuations are not restricted to women who bear children, right? Have you ever said anything like this to yourself or thought anything like this about yourself? It doesn't matter what I wear because I won't look good anyway. If I wear boring clothes, maybe people won't notice me. I look gross in cute or trendy clothes. I can't buy flattering clothes in a larger size because I need to lose weight first. Or do you ever just feel uncomfortable in your body? Maybe you feel like you aren't fit or strong enough. Maybe your clothes don't fit right or like your body doesn't do what you think it should. Maybe you hate what you see in the mirror or on the scale. Maybe you wish you could get pregnant but can't yet. Or maybe you have been pregnant but it affected your body adversely. Maybe it's a more generalized discomfort, just wishing you could be different, look different, or feel different. Most of us have been there at some point before in our lives. And if you have, then this is for you. I can't promise that you'll get to a point where you love what you see in the mirror. I actually hope that you'll get to a point where you are content no matter what you see in the mirror. Instead of trying to flip that script and thinking that the solution is loving what you look like, consider that the solution has little to do with your physical self or how you look at all. The reason I want to talk about this now when I'm at my heaviest weight and am about to get much bigger is because now that I'm a mom, I lament the years I spent not being kind to myself when I was younger. I feel more secure in my jiggly skin than I ever did in my taut, lean, toned skin of my pre-maternal self. I'm not more secure because of how I look. I'm more secure because of how I choose to respect my body now. I spent years thinking that my body satisfaction had everything to do with my weight or how I looked, and now I see that it had everything to do with my mindset and respecting myself. I'm not saying I never struggle. I definitely have moments and have had moments since giving birth where I wish I were still fit, wish my body were less squishy, and wish I recovered better from pregnancy. But it doesn't occupy my thoughts. I'm still more comfortable in my own skin than I was before my pregnancy. My body is kind of awesome, and it's the only one I have. It's healthy. It's been pregnant three times in three years, and I need to be good to it. I need to be good to myself. I feel like I see that now. I like to say that I'm in perpetual mom bod mode at this point, and that doesn't bother me. I like my perpetual mom bod. It's just the truth. I have been pregnant quite a bit lately and plan to continue to get pregnant so I can fit in the remainder of my basketball team in the next few years. I'll be dealing with these weight fluctuations for a while longer if I want to have more kids. So instead of spending the next few years feeling uncomfortable on my own skin and frustrated with what my body is doing, I intend to treat it well and dress it well. I know what it's like to be uncomfortable in my own skin no matter how I looked. In my 20s, I was constantly uncomfortable for various reasons that I won't go into today. My response to that feeling was to become meticulous about how I dressed and how I did my makeup. I never even let my husband see me without makeup at first and certainly never went out of the house without it, not even to exercise. I had a narrow idea of what looked good on my body and constantly told myself that I couldn't or shouldn't wear certain things. 
It didn't matter if I loved what a clothing item looked like, I was convinced that I wouldn't look good in it. And I told myself that regularly. I had several problems. First of all, I mean, I have a lot of problems, but several problems related to how I felt about myself. First of all, I cared way too much what anyone thought of what I looked like. I feel like that's an age thing that I've been growing out of the last several years. No one, not anyone who matters anyway, actually cares what you wear, remembers what you wear, or considers your clothing a reflection of who you are. Even if people do notice that you wear an outfit twice or that you wear something amazing, they likely don't give it anything more than a passing thought. It's just not important in the grand scheme of things, so I don't let it occupy my thoughts anymore. Second of all, I thought that I would feel more comfortable in my own skin if I looked a certain way. But since I feel more comfortable now at my heaviest weight, I know that my body security comes from how I feel and take care of myself and not how I look. You likely already know this. I think on some level, I knew it when I was younger too, but I didn't try to seek that for myself. It's hard work working on yourself. It was almost easier for me to work out a ton and turn a blind eye to how I was really feeling than to deal with those feelings and give myself a little grace. Instead, I was hard on myself and hard on my body. And I definitely regret that. Now that I'm a mom, I focus on treating myself well. In a way, I've been forced to. Motherhood made me slow down and put things into perspective. Now, I give myself grace for my physical state. I've been through a lot in the last few years, and it's not reasonable to expect me to have six-pack abs and to run a six-minute mile. I'm okay without being as lean or athletic as I once was. I have reasonable expectations for my body now and focus less on how I look and more on how I can instill good habits. I ask myself questions like, despite my weight, do I still have healthy habits? Do I still eat well and exercise? Do I practice positive self-talk? Do I allow myself to dress in flattering clothes despite my larger size? If these things are all true, then my weight and looks matter less than how I take care of the only body God gave me. Before we talk about your clothes, we need to talk about your mindset and your actions. This is the first principle of feeling more comfortable in your own skin. Instead of thinking about how your body looks, think about how you care for your body. If you aren't getting the proper care and rest, then it will be harder for you to feel good about yourself. This doesn't necessarily mean you get weekly massages and pedicures, though those things are great and might be good for you. Instead, it's just about taking care of yourself and prioritizing healthy habits. I feel like the popular advice is to tell women to just love their bodies without diving into how or what that means. I see it all over Instagram and YouTube and other podcasts. Just love your sagging skin and love the way you look, then you'll take care of yourself better. But that's a backwards ideology. They're putting the outcome, which is loving the way you look, first, without giving people the means to get there. They're acting like it's a means unto itself. But I see it differently. I believe that you will probably end up loving your body if you first take care of your body. It's the outcome of a healthy lifestyle and of treating yourself well. You love the things you take care of. 
When I stopped thinking that I should see my every scar and fat roll as beautiful and became more concerned with my own wellness, I naturally started feeling more comfortable in my own skin. I'm not sure I'll ever be enamored with what I see in the mirror. I can't lie to you about that. But I am certainly much more content and comfortable than I've ever been, and I want to take care of myself. Dressing yourself better and in clothes that fit you well isn't going to make you love yourself, but it can help you feel more comfortable in your own skin. It's a step. So is feeding yourself balanced meals, exercising regularly, and doing things that help you take care of your mind and soul. Which brings me to a related point. Give your body what it needs to be healthy and instill good habits without focusing on weight loss or looks as an end goal. When I was recovering from my miscarriage, I was wholly devoted to trying to lose the 11 pounds I had gained while pregnant instead of being focused on healing myself. I was mad that I had gained weight, but I had no baby to show for it. Some part of me must have subconsciously felt like if I could lose the weight and remove the physical evidence of the pregnancy, I'd erase the negative impact of the miscarriage. I was fighting an uphill battle against my hormones, though, and soon realized that I was depressed. In that disrupted state, I couldn't be content with my body. At some point, I realized that I needed to stop pushing myself and instead take care of myself. My goal became feeling better, correcting my mood, and getting more energy rather than losing weight. Working out twice a day while my body, mind, and soul were suffering wouldn't make anything better and might even result in raised levels of the stress hormone cortisol, which could cause my body to store fat and stay stressed. I won't go into all of the hormone research I did, but I decided that in an attempt to correct my wonky hormones, I would cut out sugar, caffeine, and alcohol, eat a ton of vegetables, do more yoga and relaxing exercises, read my Bible daily, and spend a lot of time outside. Basically, I ate extremely clean and prioritized habits that were restorative and restful. Within a month, I felt like a brand new person. I actually felt better than I had in years. People who knew me randomly told me I looked good and seemed rested. When prior to this, people would regularly tell me, oh man, you look tired, <laughs> which is not a good thing to say to someone. I could think clearly. I felt positive about myself and most things around me, and I literally couldn't recall the last time I had even thought about my weight. My weight wasn't even on my mind anymore. I was laser focused on taking care of myself as well as I possibly could so that I could feel better. I started dressing in normal clothes again, and I barely realized when all of a sudden my old jeans fit. This is because my focus was off of what my body looked like and was placed wholly on taking care of my body and giving it what it needed. Conversely, when I make looking a certain way or losing a certain amount of weight become my main focus, I am less likely to feel content or comfortable. I am more likely to feel frustrated with my body. So by taking the focus off of your body's exterior and putting it on how you treat yourself and take care of yourself, then you might inadvertently start to feel comfortable in your own skin over time. Make sense? This will look different for everyone. Beyond the basics of healthy eating, exercise, drinking water, and resting, you might need certain forms of self-care. You might need regular kid-free time bubble baths, time outside, or the ability to read a good book. 
Think of what you need to feel centered and well and prioritize it in your life. I know it's hard, especially with children. It helps me to recruit my husband in my plans. I tell him what I need to do and why and how I need him to help by watching kids, doing more around the house, things like that. If it's clear it's for my health, of course he'd help out. People who love you want to see you feeling well and being healthy. Think of who in your life could support you in your healthy habits. Who could watch the kids or help with housework so you could take an extra 30 minutes a day or even just an hour or two a week to do something restorative that's just for you? The next principle I want to dive into is about self-talk. How do you talk to yourself? Are you kind? Do you treat yourself like you would treat a friend? If you are unkind to yourself, even with your thoughts, then no amount of external change will help you feel better in your body. I want you to think about what your initial gut reaction was right after the last time you weighed yourself or looked in the mirror. Or if you're okay with your weight now, can you recall a time you haven't been? What did you say to yourself? I can think of some pretty nasty things I've said to myself, like, I'm disgusting. Flip the situation around and consider what you'd say to a friend who wanted to lose weight and wasn't feeling very good about herself. I would probably say, I think you look great, but if you want to lose weight, I'll help you. Let's make a plan. Whatever you say, you'd probably be loving, objective, and accepting toward your friends. You'd never say to them the kinds of things you say to yourself. The challenge for you this week is to be kind to yourself in an area that is triggering for you. I have a constructive and unemotional approach to accepting circumstances I don't like and making an objective plan to fix them. The goal is to train yourself over time to think constructively when you react to your body. Pick an area that's a trigger area for you, like looking in the mirror or weighing yourself. For me, it's my fitness. I struggle with wishing that I were as strong as I was at the beginning of my last pregnancy. The next time you're confronted with your trigger area, if you weigh yourself or try and close or try to exercise, you're allowed one of two reactions. You can either decide you're okay with it, as is, and pat yourself on the back for being exactly where you intend to be. Or if you're like a lot of us and wish things were different, you can choose to accept it and then make a plan to change it. Accepting it doesn't mean that you stay stagnant or don't change. It just means that you recognize the current circumstances, choose not to wallow in them, and then move forward with a plan. If you choose this path, you have to give yourself some objective, unemotional self-talk. For example, you can take a deep breath and say, I know I'm not where I want to be, but I think I can change a few things and see if it helps. See how in that sentence you have accepted your situation but also decided that you will change it? What works for me is to make my mind up before I even start exercising. I know I'll be confronted with negative self-talk while exercising, so I preemptively tell myself things like, I know I'm not as strong or fit as I once was, but I'm doing the right thing by continuing to work out and stay healthy. Basically, I decide in advance how I will respond to any negative thoughts that arise. By priming my brain, I preemptively shut down those unhelpful, unconstructive, unkind thoughts. Obviously, those thoughts might still creep in. It's hard to keep them out entirely, 
If I have negative thoughts while exercising, I'll once again remind myself that I just had a baby and I'm pregnant, so it's not reasonable for me to expect my body to be any different than it currently is. I'd be reasonable with a friend. I have to be reasonable with myself. If you repeat these positive thoughts over and over, they'll start to become automatic as you build positive self-talk into a habit. It'll simply become your manner of thinking over time. All right, now that you've worked on your mindset, we can actually discuss how you dress your body. The way we dress can't make us love our bodies more, but it is part of the self-care that we discussed before. It is challenging to feel good about yourself if every time you open the closet, you are confronted with clothes that don't fit you or that you don't feel good in. I won't have a list of must-have clothing to buy or influencers to follow. I have nothing against people who do that, but it's not my cup of tea. This is less about what you wear and more about why you wear it. I want to be extra clear about that because everyone has a different idea of what clothes make them look good and make them feel good. Traditionally, frumpy clothes might not be bad if you wear them with the right mindset. I have no problem with leggings, flannel shirts, oversized sweaters, chunky boots. I live in the Pacific Northwest, so it's practically our uniform up here. We invented frump as fashion, right? Now, some days I take it a step further and I'll wear my bathrobe all day or only wear sweats, but I wear them because they're comfy. These things may be frumpy by the classical definition, but I don't feel frumpy because if I wanted to wear nicer clothes, I could and I would. I've given myself the ability to feel good and look good and wear things that fit. I don't wear these, quote, frumpy clothes because I have nothing good that fits or feel like I just don't look good or because I'm punishing myself for being larger. So if your uniform is leggings or stretchy pants and oversized shirts, but you wear them because you love them and feel like you look good, then rock on. That's great. It's all about your mindset first and why you're wearing what you're wearing. If your uniform, however, is leggings and big shirts because you have nothing that fits or you don't feel comfortable in more flattering clothes, then you need to work on how you treat yourself and talk to yourself. Are you avoiding wearing clothes that flatter and fit you because you are operating under someone else's definition of flattering? Or do you feel that you don't deserve the clothes that flatter and fit you until you lose the weight? Consider what is preventing you from taking care of yourself in this way. Are you dressing your body well or are you hiding it? Again, remember the point I made about how why you wear is more important than what you wear. I know women who wear their maternity clothes for a year or even longer after giving birth. If that's you, that's fine if you love the clothes and love how you look or feel in them. Additionally, they can be really easy to nurse in, so if you're still breastfeeding or pumping, they can be a super practical option. And that makes a ton of sense. However, if you are choosing to continue to wear maternity or really frumpy or baggy clothes long after giving birth simply because you haven't returned to your pre-pregnancy size and you don't feel like you deserve to buy new clothes, you feel like you should just get skinny enough to wear your old clothes, or you don't feel like you should buy new clothes because if you do, then that's like saying you're going to be that size forever, then you're probably feeling a little insecure about your body. 
And you need to go back to what we talked about, about treating yourself better and talking to yourself better. If you buy clothes in a size that is bigger than your ideal size, whether you are larger because of pregnancy or for other reasons, that's not like saying you're going to be that size forever. That doesn't have to be your reality. Let's say you were a 10 and now you're a 14. But instead of buying clothes that fit you at your size 14, you live in suboptimal clothing because you feel like if you bought anything in a size 14, you'd be committed to being that size forever. That's not true though. That's a lie. And that's like punishing yourself. If you allow yourself to buy something that fits and complements your body, then you are allowing yourself to look good and feel good for as long as you are a size 14. That's all. And you don't know how long you'll be that size, but you're not tied to it forever. It could be six months or three years. Life happens, more weight fluctuations might happen. And in the meantime, you need to take care of yourself. Are you going to continue to punish yourself with clothes you don't feel good in just because you feel like you don't deserve better clothes or don't deserve to look good yet because you're not the right size? Especially if you're postpartum and have just gone through pregnancy, childbirth, and possibly breastfeeding, you have more than earned the right to look and feel your best. You won't be the best mom and wife you can be if every time you look at your clothes, you feel disheartened and discouraged, like you're letting yourself down, and like you don't like what you see in the mirror. If there's anything I'd encourage you to do this week related to how you dress, it's to simply get rid of the things that do not fit you. Get rid of those fantasy self items that you're hanging on to just in case you get skinny again. They're not motivating. In fact, every time you open the closet and see them, They won't make you feel good about yourself. They won't make you want to lose weight. They'll make you possibly regret purchasing the pants. I don't know, but they certainly won't make you want to lose weight. The other thing I'd encourage you to do is to buy one thing that fits really well. One thing. You don't have to spend a ton of money, but it'll help you get the ball rolling and help you to see how good you can feel in something that actually flatters your body. You could invest in something that you know you'll get a lot of use out of, like a good pair of jeans. I pretty much live in jeggings. My favorite ones are from Costco, (laughs) but I've heard great things about Good American and Madewell. I know some people just love American Eagle, which is much more affordable. Everyone has a different preference, but I recommend you buy that piece that you'll wear and get a lot of use out of and get it in your correct size and just see how you feel. It might get the ball rolling and help you to feel like you can get other things that fit too. But for now, just focus on that one piece. That's all you gotta do. In my last pregnancy, I gained 53 pounds, way more than I thought I would gain, even though I exercised the entire pregnancy, and I was too big to fit into many of my maternity clothes by the end. At eight and nine months pregnant, I pretty much lived in men's large sweatpants and t-shirts every day. I even wore them out to the store. I hated it, and I felt gross. I felt like I was just biding my time, like I was waiting for the day I could put normal clothes back on, rather than ensuring I felt good about myself in the moment. I never had maternity pictures done, because I didn't feel like I looked good. Instead, I have several random pictures that were snapped of me in t-shirts that go halfway down my thigh and don't fit me properly. After I had Calvin, I never lost all the weight, but after a couple of months postpartum, I suddenly got tired of feeling gross. I decided that I deserved to feel like I looked good and bought a couple of dresses that fit at my larger size. 
I didn't spend a lot of money. I went to a thrift store, spent maybe 20 or 30 bucks, but those few items of clothing gave me new energy and motivation to feel like I could look good if I wanted to. And I do not regret doing this. Then I got pregnant at six months postpartum. I was still 10 pounds heavier than my pre-pregnancy weight and couldn't wear most of my pre-pregnancy clothes. So I know what it's like to struggle with finding clothes that fit and wondering if you should invest in clothes despite inevitable weight fluctuations. Wondering if you should hang on to your old skinny clothes in case you ever fit them. I know what it feels like to wear frumpy things because nothing fits. And then on the flip side, what it feels like to buy larger clothes that are flattering because I believe I deserve to look and feel good at any size. I'd like to encourage you to adopt the latter mentality. You deserve to feel good at any size. And the clothes that make you feel good are going to vary by person. Now I'm back in maternity clothes. I have been for a few weeks. You pop a lot faster (laughs) the more times you're pregnant. And I'm determined to feel comfortable and to feel like I look good this pregnancy. I have maternity clothes already from my last pregnancy, but they're mostly work clothes. And I don't work anymore, and I'll be nine months pregnant in August this time. So I needed things I could stay cool in. Instead of trying to make it work in things I'd be uncomfortable in, like my work clothes, I just purchased clothes that I can wear in the summer. I created a list of what I needed and spent very little by watching sales closely and going to thrift stores. Now, at only 13 weeks pregnant, I already have a full wardrobe that I know will make me feel prettier at a larger size, and I have the right clothes to wear postpartum this time. I also made sure to invest in one dress I really loved so that I could take maternity photos this time. I'm carrying a baby, and I deserve to look and feel my best. After that baby comes, I still deserve to look and feel my best. After buying the right clothes and removing what doesn't work for me from my closet, I can now open my closet and quickly find something that fits and that I feel good in. I'll be in this perpetual mom bod mode for a while, and I shouldn't have to suffer and feel unattractive while I go through it. Because every person and every mom deserves to be able to open her closet and see clothes that fit and flatter her. Why are you punishing yourself with clothes that don't fit? Allow yourself to feel good, no matter your size, and give yourself grace for the season of life that you're in. If you are in a maternal season of life like me, be reasonable with what you can expect of your body and treat it well. If you are out of the maternal season of life, but still struggling with feeling comfortable in your own skin, focus on those healthy habits more than you focus on your weight or your looks. By taking care of yourself and staying healthy, you might find that you start to feel better about how you look because we love the things that we care for. So care for yourself. And by doing so, love yourself. Looks are secondary. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you like the podcast, the best way you can help out is to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can visit my website, youruncommonlife.com to read blogs, find podcast transcripts, and more. Please join my Facebook group, Your Uncommon Life Community to join a group of supportive people. 